Okay, hi everyone, it is Griff's brain dump, it is me, Griff, obviously, episode 38, um, I am at my mother's house, and my mom, at my mama crib, um, she's not in, she's gone to clean her church on a Saturday, uh, you know, that's a good deed, you all got to chip in, you nice community, community yeah they've got the religion thing but it is community it's just a club that's all it is just a club that's their aim their their joint their joint target of motion affection is jesus see my club's tottenham hotspur football club my our joint emotion is harry kane that's the club harry kane leaves we still love the club spurs saw us midweek draw against real madrid decent Still the Arsenal fans slagging us off for getting happy about drawings. Okay. I think you guys need to just let us have this moment, all right? We're talking about Champions League football here. You don't, you don't know about that, but you know about it historically. And, that, and as, as, as spectators at the moment. So you just let us, let us enjoy being the Champions League, all right? Let us have it. But, um... Yeah, it's decent. And now I'm on my screen. I'm watching um, live. Hibernian versus Celtic. Whoosh! Betfred Cup semi-final at Hamden Park. Uh, Neil Lennon's Hibernian versus um, Brendan Rodgers Celtic. Don't worry. I'm not going to be commentating this game. Scottish football is shit. Um... They gone? Yeah, Celtic on 59 games unbeaten. Um, that's got to be in Scotland, right? This shows how rubbish that league is. But that isn't what I'm on here to talk about. No. I'm just talk about what's going on in the week. My life. Me. I'm recording this on a Saturday because I am jetting off to Milano. Milano. Um, still undecided whether I'm going to try and watch football when I'm out there or not. I mean, I can't make... See, my girl's never watched football before and I can't make her first football match be Milan versus Genoa. 10th place Milan versus 17th place Genoa. Italian football. I mean, the stadium would be wonderful, but that game would just be Scottish. I can't... I can't make her watch that. I don't think I even want to watch that myself. I'm not going to lie, what I'm going to do... Because, you know, she doesn't listen to these podcasts. She knows they exist, but she doesn't listen to them. What I'm going to do, I'm going to pretend that I actually want to see it, but then make out that I've made a sacrifice of not seeing it. That I'll get brownie points for not watching a game of football that I never wanted to watch in the first place. I Winning. <laughs> now, this week, what have I done this week? Because I recorded late on Sunday. I was driving around. Looking for chocolate. Um, Monday, played football, lost. Because uh, one of my teammates came late to the game. So we played six against seven. That was shit. Tuesday, watched Spurs versus Real Madrid. After work, Wednesday. What did I do Wednesday? Wow, went to see my cousin in, in hospital. That's mad. Uh, yeah, my cousin's in a... In a car accident this weekend, just gone. Um, and I say this, he's only got a broken hip. If you saw 
the damage to his car. He had to be cut out of the car um, by the fire brigade and stuff. Um, and he's only got a broken hip. The state of this car, these fucking pricks who are caused the accident, crashed into him because they were racing on the other side of the road, on his side of the road, and crashed into him stuff so yeah man he's um he's like a he's like a he's super mad so he's like it's like wolverine because there's a video not of the actual accident of the aftermath of, of the accident right and the reason that video exists is because of just the, you know just this generation of filming everything you see filming everything they're driving past they're filming the wreckage and then he realised, oh shit, someone's still in the vehicle, which was my cousin. Um, so they pulled over and helped out. Then they gave him the video. They shared the video with him. Um, so, you know. It's, there's a benefit. There's an upside to this generation of film and everything. Because I know for me, right, when I see an accident, um, rightly or wrongly, I don't look. I don't, I don't look at it. I just think, oh, well... I can see it as I'm driving up to going, shit, that looks bad, but I'm just driving on. And it never really occurred to me that the reason some, I always thought people always look, and I think most people do look just to see some wreckage. You know, it's like disaster porn. And for the girls filming it, were looking at it just to see wreckage. But it never occurred to me that I might actually see someone in one of the vehicles that needs help. So from now on, I'll go past accidents, I will look at the accident, only to see if there's anyone there. That's it. Because if he was, no one else, no one actually stopped and looked, he would have been trapped in that car. He would just been there. Until whenever someone found him. And it's like it was a main street as well. But, um, yeah, hopefully we find the pricks, yeah? I said, fuck the feds. Until we need the feds, and you know, I hope the the metropolitan police uh, manage to do their job and and find these find these bastards. Fuck the feds, though, yeah. But you know, we need you, PC constable, um, superintendent. We we need you guys. <laughs> so yeah, I can't, can't be can't be hating on the police, man. If if they do their job, I mean, it's all fair. But, um, yeah, what else has gone on this week, though? What else was I doing? Thursday. What did I do on Thursday? Oh, Thursday was, like, actually indoors. Yeah, I think I worked late. And then, yeah, just relaxed myself indoors on Thursday. And then Friday, which was yesterday, half day at work, played a football tournament with work, which was fun. And then it's been chilled. And then packed, packed last night. Get to Milan, so I'm at my mum's now. After this, gonna meet my boy, meet my boy Dominic. Yeah, J- JD and Turk, Ghost and Tommy, real life. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're gonna we go. I can't drink because I'm driving, so we're gonna go for coffee and cakes. Yeah, modern lads, new lads, say something. Yeah, lads nowadays, they're drinking beers, talking about women. Nah, we're going to be fucking eating cake, drinking coffee, talking about feelings. God damn it. Yeah, you see us. You see how our, our mental stability, though, will be more stable than you. Yeah, so have that. Anyway. <laughs> I 
What, what am I doing? What am I doing today? What, um, what's happened this week in the news? What have I even picked up on, really? Um, I guess only three proper stories because I picked up on. You know, the Dove and everything. I don't think I even touched on the Dove thing last week at all. You know, Dove got their advert. The black woman taking off her T-shirt to reveal a white woman. And then it gets cut there and everyone's like, it's racist. And then, you know... I mean, we've got to pick our battles, you know. We've got to pick our battles, I think. Because um, when you see the whole video, is not actually particularly racist. Uh, I, know, I know Dove's got a history of having some racially questionable adverts. But no matter. It doesn't matter. That incident, they weren't racist. I like to call things... As I see them, when they are, when they happen, that incident wasn't racist. So, Dove, you get a pass for that one advert. Nivea, though, ooh, they've got this skin lightening thing where, you know, they're advertising it to West Africans in West Africa, skin lightening. Now, here's the thing, though, right? You can bitch or moan about the advert, but people are buying it. People are buying it. Now, I guess it's a kind of chicken and egg thing. What comes first? Is it the advertising influence comes first and then us as consumers then flock towards the advert, the advertised thing? So is it the supply or is it the demand? People have been lightening their skin for time. So why shouldn't Nivea cash in? Are people talking about these companies like Nivea and Dove? Like, you know... Like they're a nice family-run store. Family, friends, you know, well, they're just part of the community. Oh, I remember when Nivea was a little boy. Now he's grown up and he's just selling us skin lightning things. He sold out. You know what I mean? It wasn't like Nivea there, the civil rights movement, Black Panther, and now it's selling skin lightning things. It's a big old fucking company that sells cosmetics to anyone and everyone. It can. It thinks it can make money from. So if there's a market of people lightening their skin, then... Why the hell shouldn't a big faceless organisation make some cash? I get it. So if people are really upset, they just have to, it's, you can protest and... Well, I say protest, I mean... <laughs> I mean protest. I don't mean like those lazy guys who, you know, who chain themselves to things and actually risk their life. <laughs> Not those kind of lame protests. I'm talking about those real protests, you know. A retweet. <laughs> a hashtag. Yeah. I'll show Nivea. I'll teach Procter & Gamble. I'll teach Unilever. I'll teach all these big companies. Don't mess with me. I'll retweet you to my 300 followers. And yeah, I'll get two likes. And that will show you. That's going to dent your profits. Hmm. Huh? Is that going to make you have a little think about your behaviour? <laughs> Oh, dear, they don't give a shit. They were just too easily race-baited, man. About shit that doesn't matter. Skin-lightening thing. All right, fine. If you don't like it, don't use it. If you don't want yours, your loved ones to use it, then don't use it. If you're really upset about a whole community using it, then you need to start putting out there the, the benefits of not lightening your skin. Because, like, right now, if you're winning right now, 
They are. Um, no. These companies don't have any responsibility for this, right? If there is a market for it, then that's it. There's a market for it, then people are going to buy it. They're going to sell into that market. So the way as consumers we fight this isn't doing your little shitty retweet. Hey, it's not even talking about on your shitty podcast like I'm doing. <laughs> no, if you're really upset, you really want to make a difference. What you do is you just just don't buy it and educate others on the alternatives. That's one of the most annoying things, you know. When people shit on something, I'm not backing everything, by the way, before everyone gets it. Mystical Street, if you're shitting on something, but they don't provide an alternative, it's like, just don't do that. It's not what, what you want to do then. I don't know, just don't do that. Well, what else? What else can I do? I don't know. That's You have to think about that. This is where I, I'm no longer interested. I'm interested to stop you doing what you want to do, but I'm not interested in showing you anything better or an alternative. So if you're out there and you want to lighten your skin, you know, I want to keep it pro-black. Don't be, I keep it real. Yeah. I'm going to tell you not to lighten your skin. I mean, just use, you know, a black owned product instead. Oh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Use some locally sourced skin lightener. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm messing. Don't, yeah, people stop messing with your skin, man. That goes to black people light and Asian people lighting your skin. So white people whacking on the fake tan. Just be you, man. Just enjoy your skin. You all have different skin tones. So what? I have different skin tones. On my own, on this one body. My hands and face are brown. Inside of my arms are yellow. And my feet are grey. Because I don't cream them. <laughs> That's it, just different colours. That's how it is, man. Well, I don't know, I just think, um, we should be happy with ourselves. Get some self-esteem. And now we can blame, you know, years and centuries of marketing and, you know, obviously the attack, attack on kind of uh, perception, self-perception of, like, beauty that black people have. You know, I, I get it. I understand that, but you can't be looking to Nivea to be the answer. You know what I mean? They've never been on site, so why are you upset about what they're doing now? No, that's... It's as simple as that. But, you know, keep retweeting, though. Keep retweeting. Hopefully that show. Those retweets will hurt their feelings. But, um, yeah, that's all I can say about consumers. You just got to make better choices. We can't keep just expecting consumers, uh, these corporations to stop offering us shit. It's like food. You know, you used to protest in like the unhealthiness of like McDonald's and stuff. So like, no, just don't go. Why don't you eat something healthier? Stop trying to stop other people. Some people really want to lighten their skin. Let them. It's their right. Don't have to agree with them. Just let them do what they want to do. Free world and all that. People say they're liberal, but they're not actually liberal. I was discussing yesterday. But yeah, what what liberal means is you need to have my views on this. Someone who's truly liberal just lets other people get on with what they want to do. That's someone who's truly liberal. 
So really, liberals shouldn't really be upset about, you know, other people, like Republicans voting for Trump. Or people voting for Brexit. If you're really liberal, you'd be like, oh, well, that's what people voted. So I think I'm a true liberal. I'm just like completely uninvolved and just have a disinterest in other people. <laughs> I'm not care- I don't care about what you do. That's how liberal I am. As long as what you do doesn't directly affect me, I'm liberal. You want to punch people in the face? Fine. I'm liberal like that. I don't mind. That's what you want to do. Oh, you want to punch me in the face? No, 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 no. That's not cool. Can't punch me in the face. I'm liberal, but, you know, I have self-preservation. I don't want to be punched in the face. So, punch whoever, punch whoever you want to punch in the face. They let you, then, yeah, you do it. It's just my views. just like, you know, it's your life. I'm also liberal that if you want to punch someone in the face and they want to punch you back, then, hey, I'm liberal. Have a fight. That's what it's all about. Because we've got left-wing leanings, but then we've got right-wing leanings as well. You know? Because right-wing leanings would be, you know, like meritocracy, really. That's quite a right-wing idea. Meritocracy is actual survival of the fit. It's the best. Whoever's best wins. And I think that's fair. If everyone has an even start, then, yeah. I just know this world isn't structured in a way where everyone does has an, does have an even start. Um, but maybe that's just life. Either every every step of the way, to the richest, like whitest, oldest man, he doesn't know when his like prostate's gonna fall out. I, I don't know how prostates work, but I mean. He may have all of that. There's going to be someone else who's just richer than him. There's going to be someone else who has to know someone that he needs to get the deal done and he doesn't know that person. So everyone's got different advantages at that high level to you know, the, the homeless person. One homeless person is going to have like a nice cardboard box and like duvet and like two shoes on. The other homeless guy just have like one shoe, no duvet, half a cardboard box, both homeless, but you know, maybe one's just like better at talking to the public, gets better, gets better like donations. I clearly don't know what I'm talking about right now. I've just like, <laughs> I've gone, I've gone way, I'm out, I'm out of my depth. I'm out of my depth. But um, while I'm out of my depth, I might as well talk about something that's even further out of my depth. Um, abortions. My, my friend posted something on his uh, on his um, on his status. Where is it? He's there. Uh, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Well, actually, it's not his status. It's, it's this uh, guy on Twitter. His name is Patrick S. Tomlinson, and he has on. It, this way, let me just read it to you. Patrick S. Tomlinson. Whenever abortion comes up, I have a question I've been asking for 10 years now of the life begins at conception crowd. In 10 years, no one has ever answered it honestly. Um, I'll skip the other bits. And he, here's the scenario. It goes, you're in a fertility clinic. Why isn't it important? The fire alarm goes off. You run for the exit. 
As you run down this hallway, you hear a child screaming from behind a door. You throw open the door and find a five-year-old child crying for help. They are in one corner of the room. In the other corner, you spot a frozen container labelled 1,000 viable human embryos. The smoke rising, you start to choke. You know you can grab one or the other, but not both, before you succumb to smoke inhalation and die, saving no one. Um, so this guy, he, yeah, so he's A, do you save the child? B, save a thousand embryos. There is no C. C means you'll die. In a decade of arguing with anti-abortion people about the definition of human life, I have never gotten a straight A or B answer to the question, and I never will. So he's just saying in a similar scenario, two outcomes. No one ever wants to pick one because the correct answer destroys their argument, and there is a correct answer which is why the pro-life crowd hate this question. Um, and then he adds on, uh, there will be, they, they will never answer honestly because we all instinctively understand the right answer is A. A human child is worth more than a thousand embryos or 10,000 or a million because they are not the same, not morally, not ethically, not biologically. The question absolutely eviscerates their arguments and their refusal to answer confirms that they know it to be true. No one anywhere actually believes an embryo is equivalent to a child. That person does not exist. They are lying to you. They are lying to you uh, to try and evoke an emotional response, a paternal response, using false equivalency. No one believes life begins at conception. No one believes embryos are babies or children. Those who claim they are trying to manipulate you so they can control women. He said, and then what else has he said? He's gone. Uh, don't let them use this question to call them out. Reveal, um, reveal them for what they are. Demand they, demand they answer your question. And when they don't, slap a big old scarlet P of the patriarchy on them. The end. Because a lot of people are missing the point. It is not being argued that embryos are not alive. Nor is it being argued they are, with, they are without value. All that is being demonstrated is their value is not equal to that of a human child. That's it. That's the point. So in that scenario, who would you save? Would you save the five-year-old child or the thousand viable human embryos? Um, and it's a no-brainer to me. Um, I would save neither. I'll just make sure I got out. It's the type of guy I am. I'm not a hero. Never have been. I mean, if it was my child, yes. Then I was consider. <laughs> no, obviously, if it's my child, then they're like, my children's. I don't have any kids, but my children's life are worth more than mine. Everyone else, it's, it's me, you know. It's me first. I'm gonna jump over you to get out. Not even gonna front. I'm gonna jump over you to get out. Might even dash the embryos and the child at you so I can get out. If you're blocking the way. No, messing. But you got, you got, um, it's a, I don't know, I guess I agree with the guy. That, yeah, a human child is, is, is of more value than a, than an embryo. That's not to say that, uh, yeah, I agree with everything the guy said. But, it's one of those topics, man. It's one of those topics, man. The people are going to get emotional, man. Which I understand. People go through things. Um, 
understand that or their own personal experiences that's how we all live life isn't it for our own perspective for our own lens and stuff we all had as uh, Billy Burr says we all have our own shit sandwiches so it's a product of that really all the shit sandwiches we've eaten so I get it I get it but for me it's yeah they're not one and the same but it's interesting, and yeah, a lot of people, people on his um, Twitter, his Twitter's exploded, and it, his, his point's been proven to the point where someone goes, uh, no, someone's wrote, no, like, if you have to, you have no way of removing them from storage and keeping them valid, now they're invalid, it breaks your point. And he's gone, no, their, stairs, their storage container is suitable to preserve the embryos indefinitely. It weighs, ironically, exactly as much as the five-year-old child. A or B, answer the fucking question or shut the fuck up. Um, and then someone was accused of going, there's plenty of people who have answered honestly. You've just blocked them all. So if that's the case, I hate people who argue like that as well. They give you two options. You actually give them the option that is yours. So some people may honestly say, well, I'll, I'll save the embryos. If he then goes, well, no, you're lying. So, well, no, if that's their answer, then that's their answer. You can't then just go, well, no, that's not your answer because it doesn't agree with the... You know, I'm trying to force you into a corner and you haven't gone in that corner, so no, you're lying. Is that, that isn't how it works. You ever had that? When someone goes, oh, well, you, you, think, you think this team's good? It's, just, uh, it's all like, I'll try for an example. If someone goes, oh, you think Tottenham's good? Yeah, name three of their players who are good. You go, all right, uh, Harry Kane, Moose Dembele, Christian Eriksen. <laughs> Anyone would have said those. <laughs> Name another three. So, uh, Hugo Lloris, Toby Alderweireld, Jan Vertonghen. So, yeah, they, they don't really count. Name another three. And it's just, they keep just changing, just moving the goalposts until you run out and go, well, I've said every player in the team now. Um, I don't have any more. Huh? See? See? I told you you couldn't name three. So I, I, I named six. Like that, you can't just say I can't name three. I've already done it. I hate people argue like that, man. So if that's how this guy's arguing. Then he's a bit of a prick. But I agree with his argument. Guess what it is? Guess again, just talking about things that are just way out of my depth. But you see, interesting, interesting way of putting it though. Very interesting way of putting it. Well, lucky for me, I don't have a womb, so this never decision I'll have to make. Um, what else is going in the, in the world? Um, who is she talk about? Let's talk about... Yeah, it's all about the school. You ain't heard about this. This is from the new recorder. Uh, anger after primary school in Manor Park asked pupils to dress as slaves for Black History Month. Sent wine frieds. Because I would say Winifred, but it isn't. It's W-I-N-E-F-R-I-D-E. Wine fried. St. Wine Fried's Catholic Primary School. And the primary school in Manor Park has been forced to apologise for sending home a letter asking pupils to come to school dressed as slaves for Black History Month. Good effort. Good effort. Um, it is the, is the letter. Let's see if we get this open. Come on, man. Don't do this to me, man. Come on, man. Terrence, help me. Terrence, help me. Come on, man. Just found weed. Just, just let him, man. Um, 
No, it's not actually that me opening. Okay. Oh, it's dear parents and carers, as you are aware, class 2N. N, what does the N stand for? Racist. Anyway, um, we'll be performing the Black History Month song in assembly next week on Friday. Children will be dressing up in clothing that children would have been would have would have been worn. See, the, the grammar in the letter is terrible. Children will be dressing up in clothing that children would have been worn during slavery. You see, the person typing this is nervous. They know what they're typing is fucked up. So now they're, they're messing up their typing. They're not even writing with sense. They even proofread it. It's like, uh, like, the person typing it isn't the person whose idea it is. That's how I know. Because they're not writing this with any confidence. It's mistakes in the first line. Well, in the second paragraph, first line. All clothing must be plain with no modern patterns or modern brand names. Even a white shirt or blouse that looks dirty or torn is a good costume. Because <laughs> that's what the slaves wore. Girls, old dresses are blouses with trousers that are dirty and worn out. A small, a small straw hat or cloth fabric for a head wrap. Boys, old t-shirts, shirts and trousers that look dirty and worn out. A small straw hat or beret. It might be an idea to not wash these clothes and stain them with tea or coffee to look more authentic. Please see the pictures below for more ideas. So I've got pictures of actual slaves, which is uh, great. Absolutely great. Um, please make sure that they bring their school uniform in the bag so they can change into their uniform after the assembly. Yeah. So people in public don't go, what the fuck is this? When they go <laughs> on their way to school. That's why they need to have alternative clothing. It's like, what is this? Um, so, yeah. So, on Friday, parents and uh, carers of the of, of it as a year two class at St. Winefrights Catholic Primary School were sent a letter asking children to come to school in dirty and worn out clothes for the special assembly. Da -da -da -da. Um, then... Someone put, uh, you wouldn't ask Jewish children to come in and reenact the Holocaust, said one parent who wished to remain anonymous. Why? Why do you remain anonymous? I'm like, yeah, it was me. I guess you don't want your kid being picked on. If they're willing to bloody dress your kids in, uh, in slave clothes, um, no. Yeah, there's no telling what they would do if they don't actually like you as a parent. Um, however, the school has put on a wide range of Black History Month, Month activities, she added, including invite, inviting poet Benjamin Zephaniah to speak to the children. She does not think this incident is representative of the school's general approach, but was instead a rogue action of an individual teacher. They have done a lot for Black History Month, she said. Oh, your anonymity is disappearing. You're a woman now. Hmm? The Church Road School's head teacher, Paul Underwood, today issued an apology. I apologise on behalf of the school for Friday's unauthorised letter and the offence caused. Oh, see, now someone's getting chucked under the bus. That letter just went, well, it just flew out. So, unauthorised letter, and it wasn't the head teacher who authorised it. So what, it's the, it's the teacher of that class? Is that what you're saying? I don't know, man. I don't know, man. Because what would have happened now when it comes to the assembly? Teacher didn't, so the head teacher didn't authorise this. So if none of the parents complained, you would have had all these kids dressed up as slaves and you as the head teacher would have been like, what What the hell's going on right now? Yo, yo, you. What, what, the, what the fuck is this? Why are the kids dressed as slaves? Because they sing the song. 
Uh, yeah, the letter was was seen by no senior members of staff before being sent, he added. Another letter has subsequently been sent to the same group of parents apologising for the original. A spokeswoman for the school said, we deeply... Re- Let me get my spokeswoman voice on. <clears throat> Hello, um, we deeply regret the offence caused to our pupils and school community. Uh, this letter was sent out without the approval of the school's senior management team or governors. Um, we have written to those who received the letter to apologise, and we have also spoken to the member of staff involved, uh, the members of staff involved in taking steps to ensure an incident like this does not happen again. We understand the importance of Black History Month and celebrate this by studying the success and achievements of Black role models. The content of this letter is not in keeping with the ethos of the school or a reflection of how the school celebrates Black History Month. And that's how it ended. So, look. There you go, man. Let's read the comments section, because comments section is always the best, right? There's 10 comments. Let's read the first one. Just because slave... Well, I always like putting on different voices. Um, doesn't matter if there's... I don't know if I agree with them or not. This is the voice I'm putting for this comment. Just because slavery has been reenacted by children all over the world doesn't make it right or acceptable. There's enough documents and photographic evidence for them to learn about it without acting it out themselves. It's true, though. How dare Africans compare their Holocaust to the Jewish Holocaust? Question mark. Which was tragic and horrific. The African Holocaust lasted... Oh, all right, I've read that in the wrong tone. Sorry, it's a more of a sarcastic question. It's true, though. How dare Africans compare their Holocaust to the Jewish Holocaust, which was, traffic, which was tragic and horrific? The African Holocaust lasted over 400 years, involving the Arabic and transatlantic slave trade, so the deaths of countless millions of people from the shores of Africa to the Middle Passage to the shores of the New World involved several European nations and built international superpowers that we see today. That's why we... Africans dare to compare the Jewish Holocaust with our own. Furthermore, our children do not need to learn any more about slavery if schools want to teach them something productive about their history, teach them about the empire of Mali, Ghana, Songhai, Kemet, Shaka Zulu, or Nzinga. But 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 oh, 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 that's someone like it. I have to agree with that. Uh, I can't agree with that. Ah, um, <laughs> oh, this person's a prick. Uh, they put, I'm, I'm racist, and I find this pretty black. <laughs> oh yeah, that that is that's a great comment. Um, it's a pity that the school did not celebrate Nat Turner and other slave leaders that led revolutions against their slave masters. Um, never have I heard of black history, nor do I do it, and nor, and my, nor my kids, or my grandchildren. I'm sorry, I find this totally wrong. What, you find black history wrong? What? What, what you disagree with? Not even black history, Mark, they just find black history wrong. I've never heard of it. I've never heard of black history. It's like, like what? But really? I, I, all right. Um... 
how, how much more puerile, poisonous political correctness are schools in Newham going to shove down our kids' throats? I went to school in Newham in the late 60s, early 70s, and the rot was setting in then. By all means, celebrate the history of various communities in our borough. It would be wrong not to. But let's not make one community feel their history is more important than any other group. Let's have equality amongst our diversity. Joan Hammond. Um, what, what's the issue? It's one month. There's 11 others. This is one month is Black History Month. Like, is, is, like, is your history that fragile that you can't give black people one month? I mean, shove down our kids' throats. The pure oil poisonous political correctness is that you're not going to address the fact that the, the kids are asked to dress as slaves. You're just actually doing that black history above itself exists. Oh, all right. Um, the writer of this piece, the negative commenters and the parents that complained should be ashamed of themselves and apologise. Putting in lovely outstanding scorn his teachers through this utter nonsense. Thousands of schools around the world celebrate Black History Month in a variety of ways. Why this is different, I find difficult to understand. Re-enacting. See, it's split into two words, I don't know why. Re-enacting. It's, it's, uh, what's his name? The guy from Star Trek. With Shatner. Re-enacting. Slavery has been done by children all over the world thousands of times over. How dare you compare slavery to the Holocaust? I've read this and they've ordered it in this way. How dare you compare slavery to the Holocaust? Black History Month has been celebrated widely for many years. Honouring the achievements, culture and history of black people for children. They learn through what they see. How are they supposed to learn and understand what African-Americans British, that's all one word, African-Americans British went through if they don't see it? Before all the achievements, our history started in Africa, which was colonised. And yes, our ancestors were slaves and wore clothes that looked like they were stained with tea. If you can't deal with history, please take a back seat and remain ignorant. <laughs> These comments are killing me. This is O'Doherty. <laughs> O'Doherty. Who uh, is comments here. They, 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 they're a mess, all these comments. It's like one minute they're going, no, hey, we celebrate Black History Month. That's cool. You gotta read that slavery because kids learn differently. Uh, don't compare it to the Holocaust because that was really bad and slavery weren't that bad. Holocaust is the benchmark and slavery weren't that bad. Um, and he's like, he's like, yes, our ancestors were slaves. I mean, you're so, you're O'Doherty. I, I don't believe uh, your ancestors were slaves. <laughs> Unless they're trying to do the whole, we're all African, really, kind of thing, which is true. Um, and, and yeah, and race is a social construct, um, and it doesn't actually exist on a real biological level, but racism does. And you can't really fight racism if you just ignore race. Um, so that doesn't really work. How many more comments are there? A few more. Let's just read them because let's just keep it going because they're funny. Um, I went to this school as a child, and I'm so disgusted by this. They went to school as a child. They moved up north. That's why 
Magnelli has this voice. That's the name, Magnelli. Let's carry on reading. I went to this school as a child, and I'm so disgusted by this and how it was allowed to happen. It's bad enough that black people are supposed to be grateful for a pathetic four weeks to learn about black history. Never mind the fact that black people remain erased from most of mainstream history. I'm so angry about this. That was Magnelli. Um... I have to agree with you there, see, because that's how it works. I agree with you, so you're right. If I don't agree with you, then I'm going to argue, and I'm going to really go at the point. I might make that a New Year's resolution, to argue with people I agree with, and don't argue with people I disagree with. It just might spark up some new conversations. Let's see how that works. All right, this is Michelle here. If this is how Newham schools intend to teach children about Black History Month, then they may as well leave it alone. Totally insensitive and pointless exercise that can only cause offence and breed more ignorance. Shame on this school. Fair enough, Michelle. Uh, yeah, I kind of agree with you there. All right. This is... All right. This is Aretha Solanke. Has this rogue teacher been sacked? Someone this dumb... Ignorant and insensitive should be given the precious responsibility, should not be given the precious responsibility of teaching our youth. The individual should be removed from post. And then there's someone else just put, this school's based in Manor Park, not Forest Gate. Shake my head. <laughs> I want it associated with my part of East London. Get it out. Um, so, I said, I don't know what anyone's thinking who bloody sent out that letter. You nuts. Are you fucking nuts? Are you fucking trying to make me anaphylactic? I'm allergic to these nuts. But, hey man, I don't know. I don't know. But, we'll move on. We'll move on. If you want to celebrate Black History Month, celebrate properly. I mean, I just don't think dressing kids as slaves is the way forward. I kind of do get the principle though, that kids learn differently. And role play does help. I mean, we learn about the Victorians dressing up as Victorians. Um, I suppose it's fair but um, yeah no one's oppressed though no one's oppressed so I mean it's well why are they were the poor oppressed by the rich you can see it like that way but they weren't dehumanised and they weren't subjugated to you know 400 years of uh, dehumanisation and they weren't traded around as property so I guess it's, it's not really the same Anyway, let's end this on a light note. Headline. I, I, I like reading news stories. I find that fun. I might make this just more of a theme of the podcast. I always just pick a news story that I like and just read it out to you. Um, here's one. Wife poured boiling water over head of other woman. Uh-oh. A scorned wife emptied a kettle of boiling water over the head of her Royal Marine husband's mistress, causing her terrible burns. A court heard. Monica Fury. Monica Forey, 34, attacked Hannah Stokes after coming home unexpectedly to find her sitting on the sofa in the living room with Huta Forey, 36, because her ages matter. <sighs> she said she was going to make a cup of tea, but she emptied a mug of boiling water over Miss Stokes before pouring the rest of the kettle's contents onto her, a court heard. The victim, who is in her 20s, a non-specific age in her 20s. Um, okay. I guess once you get over 30s, like, well, we're not giving you any flipping anonymity on your age. 
you're 34 and you're 36 but this young lady she's in her 20s anyway i digress and the victim in her 20s suffered second degree burns on her chest neck and back and needed surgery for a perforated eardrum joe martin prosecuting said Fori was eerily calm when she walked in and asked her husband to introduce her to Miss Stokes. She said she approached Miss Stokes with a cup of tea. Miss Stokes presumed it was a cup of tea. It was not. It was boiling water and Fori threw it over her neck and chest area. She started to scream with pain. Miss Martin said there was no dispute that Fori had poured the water. Fori from Plymouth admits, Plymouth admits causing grievous bodily harm without intent in October 2015. What do you mean without intent though? All right, so she admits to that, but she denies the charge of grievous bodily harm with intent. How, how do you pour boiling water on someone without the intent of hurting them? I, 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 was, I thought, I just thought you, you were cold. Didn't mean to hurt you. Just, just a bit of hot water. What's wrong? Just a bit of hot water. What's wrong? I feel you cold. Just a bit of hot water. Have some. Um, yeah. She and South African-born Wuta. Wuta. Oh, is it Wuta? Because he'd be like uh, Afrikaans. Wuta. Wuta Fori. Now he sounds like a Bond villain now. Or someone from Die Hard. Where are the diamonds? I am Vuta Fuli, and where are your diamonds? Um, Vuta, <laughs> Vuta were close to. Oh, she and South African-born Vuta were close to splitting. Plymouth Crown Court heard. He told her about the affair, and she was calm, discussing money and childcare with him before going to stay with a friend. The couple's daughter was upstairs watching a film, and Fuli came home to find her husband with Miss Stokes, Vuta who survived two IED blasts in Afghanistan, said, I saw Monica grab the kettle and she had a rage in her face like she wanted to hurt Hannah very badly. She poured boiling water on Hannah's head. I saw the steam. Hannah was in agony. He and Miss Stokes split up a year ago. Polish-born Fury uh, was suffering depression and brought on by the split and said she can't remember the incident. The trial continues. I love that one. Oh, I don't know what. What? When I, when I poured... The, me? Me pouring a, a... No, no, that wasn't... I, I should do... This is Polish, isn't she? So, so, me pour kettle on... Me pour kettle on the... No, no, don't. I don't remember this. I don't remember pouring a kettle on... On 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 what's her name? Sorry, Hannah. I don't know Hannah. No, I, I don't know. No. So you're saying, Miss Fury, that you don't remember having Hannah Stokes in your living room and you pouring a kettle of boiling water on her? No. This um. No. What what is kettle? What is kettle? No. Don't know what kettle is. It all makes laugh. Let's let's read Vuta's statement again. Let's read it again, right? So remember, this man is sat next to his his mistress. So this is his current missus. If he's split up with this woman, his wife, this is his current girlfriend. Let's, let's read his statement again. I saw Monica grab a kettle and I saw... And she had rage in her face. Like she wanted to hurt Hannah very badly. Pause. So what are you going to do, Vuta? 
You're going to defend your woman. You're going to ask, hey, you've got rage in your face and you're approaching me and my missus with a kettle. Um, Wagwan. That's it. Maybe just ask the question. You all right? What's, what's happening here? You're coming at us with a kettle. Yeah, let's carry on reading. She poured boiling water on Hannah's head. I saw the steam. Hannah was in agony. But I did nothing, though, because, I mean, what can I do now? The water's already poured on her, so I just thought I'd let her empty the kettle and then she'd run out of water. You can't pour, you cannot pour any more water if the kettle is now empty. So it makes sense, it was logical that I just let her finish pouring out the content of the kettle all over Hannah and then the incident is done. If I try to fight her, she may refill the kettle and pour that on her again. And at this point, I wouldn't stop her when she approaches with rage again. It's like, Hannah, darling, leave this man. He just let you get scolded, literally scolded. And he did fat all to help you. Nothing, nada, not a thing. And he let you just get fucked up. But you see the guy's face, he's just like, boy, I don't even want to be in court for this. This was meant to be just a quick bang. Uh, I, I thought she was out of the house. She's in. Jeez. Well, yeah. That's been my week, people. Um, 49 minutes on the podcast. I, I'm really, I've, I've really gone back on my words about keeping these things short. I just like the sound of my own voice. Get carried away. So uh, I want to get off now. I'm going to go out the road, get some coffee, get some cake with my mate and try and get away from this TV screen before I actually see a ball kick between Celtic and Burnley. All right, everyone, have a great week. I'm going to enjoy Milan. I'll tell you about it when I get back. Bye.